so AEW Revolution. What a night. Uh, th this was... Like, I, I feel like I say this after every AEW pay-per-view, but this really does feel like one of those nights where you fall in love with professional wrestling all over again. And just from the word go, it felt like one of those shows. Even just the pre-show. What's up? What's up, Adam? This is, uh, I know you're not a big AEW guy, but I appreciate you hanging out tonight. Uh, this is going to be a very pro AEW show. Um, but, like, just right from the start with, uh, like you have hook on the pre-show that was fun and then just the, the the whole night so we'll we'll run through the card here and i just the the one like the overall i guess mood of the show is just excitement and just enthralled by everything that we witnessed here tonight on AEW's pay-per-view maybe maybe a touch long like we're we're getting to this show at ten ten. That that was that was every bit of a four hour show. Um, but it's like what what match on there are you cutting off of the show? And I know a lot of people. It, it would be very easy um, to say, well, just don't do the Ty Conti um, Jade Cargill match. Clearly, clearly Jade Cargill is someone who this company is high on, and quite frankly, rightfully so. That this is a, a company and that this is a performer that is just like a, a feels like a star on this show. And I, I I think like when she comes out, it screams star potential. Ty Conti, how do you not just fall in love every time she comes out? So that one, it's 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 tough to, to take that one off. Uh, we start the pro, um, the pre-show, I guess. It was legit Layla Hirsch with a win over Chris Statlander. You have Hook with a victory over QT Marshall. And the House of Black, which is Malachi Bra uh, Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews taking on Death Triangle of Pac, uh, Penta, and Eric Redbeard. Um, so Eric Redbeard is Eric Rowan for people who are kind of new to this stuff. Oh, Kurt Angle's coming out in the, the Royal Rumble on, uh, WWF No Mercy. But pre-show was really, really good. Was surprised at the Russian representation on Leela Hirsch's gear. That felt like something that probably could have been skipped for the next little bit. The hook match, like, this kid feels like just the coolest thing in pro wrestling right now. And House of Black might be the actual coolest thing in pro wrestling. We go to the main card where it is Eddie Kingston defending, uh, uh, sorry, defeating Chris Jericho by submission. The finish comes at 1340. This was excellent. You have Eddie Kingston start out with that, um, the half Nelson suplex, and it, right from there, you have Jericho with his neck being worked over, the storyline going in of Eddie Kingston can't win the big one, he hits a lot of his big stuff that would have won that match, and he just can't get it, can't get it, he finally does get the win, I thought the story was excellent in this, I thought that the execution in this match was phenomenal, Jericho was great, and it looks like they're going to continue this with the, the lack of a handshake after, I'm interested to see where... Uh, Proud and Powerful or Santana and Ortiz fit into this mix, but overall, just a, an, an excellent, excellent, excellent night um, for for Eddie Kingston, and I think a night that he should be very, very proud of, because um, this this feels like one of the biggest performances of his career, and I, I've said it before, I was not a big Eddie Kingston guy, he was not, he was not my dude um, coming into this, and then look at that. Out he comes, and I, I've I've loved everything about him. 
<laughs> yes, yeah, Matt, you are the guy that you um, you guys raided from uh, from Calgary. Um, that was that that raid was a game changer for me. First of all, you helped me get to my fundraising efforts for November, which stayed. The the the, the mo has stuck around uh, by request, and uh, also that raid helped me get to uh, affiliate status. So that raid was uh, phenomenal. Uh, I did not get to get. Uh, sorry, I did not get to the the dome for the battle at the dome yesterday. We had uh, other plans yesterday, so I did not go. But seeing all the clips and seeing um, Rob in every bit of his pro wrestling glory was phenomenal to see. Yeah, the, the folks at PWA put on an amazing show. I, I am not surprised that it was uh, that it was great. That, uh, but yeah, Rob living out every bit of his pro wrestling fantasy, um, uh, a fantasy that we all got to live out on AEW um, Revolution tonight. Yeah. As soon as he was, as soon as Rob, we're bouncing around here a little bit. Uh, as soon as Rob was getting his head shaved on the thing, um, I was like, oh, that's why he was growing it out so long. That's why he had like the flow that he let go. Perfect. Oh, just the, the, the ultimate worker, Rob Kerr was, well, yeah, just in his glory. Um, and I, I'm sure he has loved every bit of being able to set up both of those down, uh, down at the dome. Yeah. You, you see that and it's like, what? Like the pandemic's it's not over, but people are going back to work, man. You gotta like be have to leave the house now. So maybe trim that up, but he clearly was saving it for uh, a special occasion. Uh, and he had that paid off in spades. Uh, this is the AEW Revolution post uh, event show. Um, just ran down Eddie Kingston against Chris Jericho. Up next was Jurassic Express against Red Dragon against the Young Bucks. This was a match of the year candidate. You had everything. There was drama. And I, I said this with Girana, who we broke um, AEW Revolution down with on Friday. This was a night where there were so many matches that felt like it could go either way, right? Like it felt like, hey, maybe uh, Red Dragon gets the win here. Maybe Young Bucks get the win. One of them gets it. And that kind of pivots the tag team titles into that storyline. And I thought, you're going to have the Jungle Express win it. Keep that feud going on, but Jungle Express still looks strong. That's what ends up happening here. If you have not seen this match yet, go and watch it. This might be my favorite tag team match ever. And that's coming from someone who made a tag team match his match of the year last year. This was... It was perfection. The, the, the moves that you saw in this were great. Some of the counters were great. The near falls were phenomenal. This was... Uh, an unbelievable match and I was messaging with my buddy we were 45 minutes and two matches into this show you knew that this was going to be a wild and crazy night but no I I cannot recommend this match enough this will be high on my match of the year candidates and now I'm interested to see where they go from here with uh Jungle Express we saw the forming of a new tag team tonight we will get into that shortly but I'm, I'm interested to see what the next step is for them as they kind of need, I think, a, a top-tier feud. They were kind of lost in this feud a little bit. I think they now need kind of an upper echelon, hey, these guys are the guys type of a feud. And obviously, Red Dragon against the Young Bucks is going to be a feud that uh, is going to elicit a lot of fight forever chance. So um, I, I just, everything in AEW right now is phenomenal. Face of the Revolution ladder match for a future AEW TNT Championship match. Wardlow defeats Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, and Christian Cage at 17-20. This was another one that was great. Um, you, you have a couple scary spots. You hope Orange Cassidy is okay because he landed 
hard when Keith Lee kind of lawn darted him out of the ring. Um, they have a Danhausen spot at the end, and it kind of felt like that was set up for Orange Cassidy, and he wasn't in there for it. So a little bit concerned. It seems like Ricky Starks is okay after taking a powerbomb on the ladder. But again, this was a great mix of having the big meaty men smacking meat in there with Wardlow, with Keith Lee, and with Powerhouse Hobbs. You have Ricky Starks, who definitely had his bumping shoes on. Same with Christian, same with Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy was some of the most clever spots of the night where he did like the... Um, those devastating super kicks to the shins and then jumping on top of the guys to try to get to the the brass ring. Hilarious, fantastic. Um, And then when Wardlow and Keith Lee are holding the ladders up and Orange Cassidy pulls himself up like 50 cent at the Super Bowl and then goes to to reach up for the the ring again. Again, bravo. Um, I thought the... They touched on it enough that it was like a, okay, this is this is interesting with Powerhouse Hobbs and with Ricky Starks where they did a quick handshake and raced up the ladder to see who would get it. Wardlow was, I thought, one of the more creative guys in this match. And overall, like, is this the greatest ladder match of all time? No. But it might be one of the most creative by 2022 standards because we've seen everything from a ladder match, right? Like, there's, there's very few things you can do with a ladder that we haven't seen before. But I thought they were creative in their ways of going about things. Like, you have Wardlow go up to tilt the ladder over, and then he's just like, hey, I'm here. I could do this, but just save us both the trouble, get down here, and let's fight. I thought that was just a a creative way of going about things. And then you have Hobbs and Wardlow rip the ladders apart and then fight like that and then take those guys out with the uh, the spot diving off of the announcer area. And then Wardlow uh, ends up getting the win. And you could see tonight this guy has star written all over him. So now he is set up for a potential shot at the uh, at the tag team titles. Yes, because he was able to get grab the the Sonic Ring, which I don't know, like, I get I get the, what they're going for with the symbolism, with the, the brass ring that the WWE has talked about for years and years and years. I understand where they are coming from with that, but it, it, it looks very stupid. It looks really, really, it looks like one of the, um, like, I was at WrestleMania 32. It looks like the bootio that was left after the New Day came out of the cereal box that they had on Monday Night Raw the next night where they were lifting it up like uh, with the, the Lion King, the That's what that thing looks like. So um, they might need to change that, but it's it's hilarious and it's kind of become its own thing. Uh, Jade Cargill defeats Ty Conti at 6.50 to retain the TBS championship. Th- this was fine. Like th- These are two wrestlers who still have some learning to do, but... Um, I, I thought they tried a bunch. I, I thought Ty Conti got more in this match than I was anticipating. And Jade Carkill, like I said before, just screams superstar. The um, live music entrance, the Mortal Kombat, out, uh, Kombat outfit, everything about Jade Carkill felt like a superstar tonight. CM Punk defeats MJF in a dog collar match. 25 minutes, 45 seconds. Holy crap. Just, again, Art. It was art, this match. You have um, MJF playing the first little bit of Cult of Personality, and then the music shifts, and it's his music. Kind of like a callback to what a lot of people thought they might do with the uh, the potential debut of CM Punk back in Chicago. Um, with, like, the, oh, have and I, I will admit, I kind of fell into this. Have Punk music hit, and MJF comes out. It, it's a good thing they didn't listen to me because that was great. The, the just having Punk come out and having that moment. But this was a good way at the pay per view. But then, 
the first couple of beats hit for that AFI song and just chills, chills. And then he comes out and it's the basketball shorts and it's the X's and he does the, the X in front of him and it's the ring of honor CM Punk. And it was, Oh, it was great. And shout out to uh, Willie on my Twitter for mentioning it wasn't just Punk who was in on it. MJF sitting in the corner like Raven. A shout out to one of CM Punk's previous dog collar matches. Um, yeah, excellent. Like, all, all hands on deck. Excellent for that. The nostalgia was great. And like uh, Matt saying in the chat there, even if you didn't know what was going on and you didn't know that was the old Ring of Honor theme song for CM Punk, it's a badass entrance, man. Like, I... Cult of Personality will, I, I think, forever be linked to Punk because that was his music when he was, like, one of the hottest post-Austin wrestlers that we've seen. But if, if he went back to that AFI one, or if that was just, like, I, I don't want to tie CM Punk to anything regarding the Damian Priest character, but if that's kind of his, like, shit's getting real type of a music, I have no problem with that. If they bring that out a couple times a year... I have no problem with it. Or just give it to someone else, because that was... Oh, it was so good. And then the match itself was brutal, and it was excellent. You have the, the spots where Punk is choking him. You have a lot of blood from CM Punk, which you knew was coming, because you had the, the white basketball shorts. You have thumbtacks at some point, which I will admit, it felt a little excessive to me. And, like, it added to the match, so I guess I can't really say it, but it's already a dog collar match. There's, They already are chained to each other with a chain that they can hit each other with. I don't know if you need to add anything extra on top of that. Like, that seems to be... I don't want to say it bastardizes it a little bit, but it's like, at the end of the day, it did need to be a dog collar then. Like, you could have just not had that. But still, the, the superplex onto the, the thumbtacks was excellent. The tease of the Pepsi plunge onto the, the thumbtacks, my jaw was, um, like, my jaw was dropped. Um, I was, yeah, incredible. And then, yeah, the, the dog collar detaches, which I thought, like, in the moment, it's tough to play off that because it's not supposed to. I thought MJF could have tried to do a little bit more with that, but we were clearly at the storytelling part of the show. And so it was a little bit difficult to uh, to just kind of wing up with that. So Wardlow comes down, and this is the, the months of hinting at a babyface turn from Wardlow all comes out in this exact moment as MJF calls for Wardlow. The big man comes down looking only like he can look in that suit. And he goes to hand him the ring and he's like, oh, I don't, I don't have it. I can't, I can't find it. And MJF turns around, Punk drills him and Wardlow's like, oh, oh, it was in this pocket. And the camera zooming in on him as he goes, oops, perfect. And just with that, it's like Wardlow has now gone to another level and a feud with MJF is going to be excellent. And I, I cannot wait for that. Um, but he hands the, the ring to, to Punk. Punk cracks him with it and ends up getting the win. I will admit I'm a little bit surprised at this. I was not expecting um, MJF to not win this feud. I thought MJF would win this, set up a feud with him and Adam Page, and have that go towards um, Double or Nothing and potentially a title win for MJF. But now you have... MJF and Wardlow going at it and that I think is going to be a feud that can't just be a one pay-per-view feud this has to be on and on and on and on and on this has to be like one of the the better ones AEW has put on for CM Punk and what's next for him 
whatever it is, I can't wait. Because the dude is obviously back to, maybe not back to 2011 CM Punk, but the dude is back. And it's so great to have him because there's just a level of psychology there that's phenomenal. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, with a win over Thunder Rosa to retain the Women's Championship at 17-25. Good match. Um, it never really got to the level of their Lights Out match, which I don't know if it was necessarily supposed to. And uh, a lot of interference. With the amount of wrestling that uh, great wrestling that was on this show, it kind of stood out as a very sports entertainment type of a night, uh, type of a match, but... It's change of pace. It was fine. I have no complaints about it, and I could watch these two wrestle forever. Surprise, Thunder Rosa doesn't get the win. Um, maybe they'll set up for some kind of steel cage match or something. John Moxley defeats Dan- uh, Brian Danielson at twenty one oh five. The finish was a little bit weird. Like I, I get they were going for creative, and he was fighting out of a triangle and was able to just kind of bridge him over and get the pin. But the real story is what happens after. These guys who were looking at potentially being tag team partners after just start kicking the crap out of each other, and William Regal comes out. And at this point, like I was kind of like lounged, relaxed on the chair, and as soon as he came out, I just rocketed it up like, hello, and it, it was. It's not the exact same, and it's kind of dating myself to show why this is the reference for it, but I thought that um, as soon as William Regal comes out, it was like, oh, he has history with both of these guys. You think back to the FCW feud with with, um, Dean Ambrose, and you think back to all of those great matches that Brian Danielson had as Daniel Bryan with William Regal and the respect that he has shown for him. It was kind of like when they were doing the invasion and all the WWF guys were out to fight the WCW invaders, and then they slowly start to turn around, and at that moment you realize all the guys representing WWF in the ring, with the exception of, I think, Kane uh, and someone else, were all ECW guys. And it was just like an, oh, holy shit. That's kind of what it was here, where it was like an, oh, holy shit. These two guys have a history with William Regal. And I'm stealing this from someone on Twitter. They said Cesaro with these guys now, and just... That would be the perfect the, the the perfect trio, and even if you didn't do that and just had these two guys with William Regal, I come out of this show so excited to see that grouping and to see where they go and the eventual twists and turns that this does. Uh, Masonite in the chat here. They did the women dirty with the placement of their matches. No hype for the new title belt. Crowd was so flat for the women's championship match. Felt bad for them. Um, yeah, like it, it was the. The, the new title was like, oh, for a second I thought, did did she forget the belt uh, back in Pittsburgh and just had to grab one of the tag team titles? Because it kind of looks similar to the tag belts. Uh, but then they kind of like, hey, we have a new belt. And they have all the, the social media stuff and everything. That could have been something on the pre-show, right? Or that could have been something leading up to it. Like, hey, we have a new championship. Here it is for, for Britt Baker or something along those lines. And yeah, the placement of them. You look at the, the placement of the two women's matches. Now, I will say, every match on this show was fucking fire, man. So it was... It, it was something that, like, where... There, there is no perfect place to put any of these because every match was incredible. Jade coming after that ladder match... That's that's tough, uh, and the the women's match coming after the dog collar one, yeah, that one was that one was kind of tough as well. The, the placement was a, a little bit rough for them. I I will absolutely agree with that. And yeah, we saw Lita do the uh, the, the belt reveal back in um, at WrestleMania 32 again when the sun was still shining there. Uh, so maybe hmm, somewhere in between is where we could have gone for for these or some because that yeah you're right it, it was just kind of a oh. Okay, and because there was so little fanfare, JR 
when Adam Page is coming out. It's like, hey, is that a new belt too? It looks shinier. Um, it wasn't, but it's like, oh, if we're just fucking throwing out belts all over the place, maybe we have a new uh, world title as well. It, that was not the case. But yeah, no, I, I agree. It was a little bit like a, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, as uh, as get your blank on is saying in the um, in the chat, one of the, the the lone disappointing moments of this night, because again the the night was just absolute craziness, what we saw from uh, from AEW. But that was that was certainly a, a a production element that could have been potentially tweaked a little bit. We go to the six man tornado tag: uh, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting defeat the Andrade Hardy family office, which. Bleh. Uh, Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. Holy shit. It was like if we put these No Mercy matches and everyone got permanent specials and also I found a way to turn the speed to one and a half times. It was pro wrestling on cocaine, which in the 80s was just pro wrestling, but th this was pro wrestling on cocaine. Crazy spot after crazy spot. The highlight, A couple of the highlights, you have Sammy Guevara with the um, Spanish fly off of the entrance through a couple of tables. They really only get through one. Isaiah Cassidy was clearly injured after that. That takes both of those guys out of things. You have 62-year-old Sting dive off of a balcony through four tables onto, I think, it, I'm pretty sure it was Andrade. I don't even know. I don't even care. It was a 62-year-old goddamn man flying through uh, through the air onto a couple of tables. Darby Allen was insane, hitting the, the dive onto um, Jose, the assistant, who had the trash can on his head. This match was so much better than it had any right to be. And credit to these guys for knowing exactly what this crowd wanted. We go then to the main event. In 25 minutes and 45 seconds, Hangman Adam Page retains the AEW World's Heavyweight Championship in a match against Adam Cole. This was a very good wrestling match. By the standards that were set of this show, it, it does not necessarily live up to it. I don't know if it necessarily had to. This crowd, and this is another note I want to say, and a lot of people that would follow on social media, a couple friends of the show were, were at this um, at this show. You have Karen Peterson was there. She's from Florida. Um, so she was there. And also Stephanie Chase, who we had on in the early days of the show to talk AEW. She made her way from England to get to this show. And I, I would say that was a worthwhile trip. But this was... This crowd was there for everything, and so they were going to be there for this. And the let's go Adam chance at the beginning, gold, hilarious. Got a little bit uh, like the crowd was kind of going in into it for themselves at times, but then they, they got into this match. And G and I talked about this on Friday, about how this might feel like an Attitude Era thing where you just have people running in all over the place. They limited that, and I was surprised at the lack of involvement of the Young Bucks. And I thought Don Callis coming out during the pre-show was an indicator that we were going to get Kenny Omega in this main event. There was going to be some form of tie-in with that. Bullet Club is fine, whatever that version is with the Elite. I thought we were going to get something along those lines. That did not happen. Adam Page retains over Adam Cole. If the next thing is Adam Page against CM Punk, I think that will be great. I don't know who necessarily would the next challenger would be aside from that. Like the one of the guys from that crazy tag match, maybe. But uh, whatever is next, uh, AEW, I just I come out of this show feeling so excited about AEW and feeling so excited about the direction of this uh, company and just pro wrestling in general. It was that kind of a night. 
if you haven't seen this show, and I'm, I've spoiled everything for you now, um, A, what are you doing? But B, check it out. I'm going to watch it again several times. I'm going to watch that tag team match again tomorrow. That's how good it was. This whole show was excellent. And now you have uh, Jeff Hardy's non-compete is up. You have Cesaro potentially in the, the company. Also tonight, Swerve Strickland signs with AEW and crowd treated him like a star the whole night. Aside from, like we said in there, I thought the whole night was excellent. Yeah, like Masonite is saying in here, a little long. A couple of these matches could have been trimmed a little bit, but overall, an excellent, excellent, excellent night of professional wrestling. Mm -hmm.